Welcome to the show, sports fans. This is the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in. Another edition of the Treasure Valley PrepCast here on IdahoSports.com, breaking down District 3 athletics week in, week out in the state of Idaho. Brandon Bainey, as always, joined by Logan Green. A uh, bit of hostile territory this week, Logan. Oh, it just got a stretch real quick. Oh, man, I forgot I needed this for some reason. I'll just keep it right here. Oh, sorry. Brandon's pretty rude of me. I'm, I'm going to stop. I'm going to – I forgot your team just – couldn't get it done. So I, I forget sometimes I, my bad. So my bad. for, uh, for those that may be watching the video version of this podcast on the mm-hmm. Idaho sports.com YouTube channel or Facebook page, uh, you it's, will see that Logan green is regaled. It's a little cold in here. It's a little <laughs> chilly. Oh. oh, that is, uh, that is obnoxious at best. Um, Logan is wearing all of his Idaho vandals swag hat, hoodie blanket um because logan is a proud alumnus of idaho uh the university of idaho uh proud vandal supporter i of course uh, grew up as a season ticket holder of the montana grizzlies and idaho went and uh into missoula defeated montana last week for the first time since what the 90s yeah, um, I think and- it's 99 it's been yeah. a long time <laughs> They got back control of the little brown stein, which is yep. what they play for. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was fun. I kind of wish I had went. Like I had debated it, but it looked like it was a beautiful day in Missoula for it. And um, I haven't been to a game there, and I really would like to. Everybody talks it up like it's awesome. So I mean, probably nothing like the Kibby Dome. I mean, there's nothing like the dome, but you know, um, I'm sure it's okay up there at Washington Grizz. Yeah, you. I'm telling you, Logan, you have to go put it on your bucket list because yeah. there are more tailgates than you know what to do with. It is it is a party on Grizz <laughs> game day Saturdays. You you will not walk away um, hungry. I'll say hungry. that. We should have went, Brandon. We should have went on Saturday. We'll have to wait for two years for the rematch. That's, yeah. That's up there. So, yeah, that sounds like a plan for sure. So, yes, uh, the Idaho Vandals representing well, getting a win. And the state of Idaho in high school athletics is uh, barreling down the track full speed ahead, right? We've got state soccer this week. Last night on IdahoSports.com, Christian Wiener and I did our live state soccer tournament preview show. That is in your podcast feed, so you can uh, listen to that. And um, so we won't talk any soccer on the prep cast today. We covered that for 90 minutes last night on IdahoSports.com. Uh, I will say that um, Fruitland girls... Got the five seed overall. They're in a rough spot. They're on the same side of the bracket as Coeur d'Alene Charter, but um, very excited to watch Fruitland compete um, and all the other boys and girls soccer teams from District 3 that'll be representing. Hopefully next week we can talk about a few state champions here on the PrepCast. Yeah, you got to think we will, just with some of the firepower that's over here that we should have at least one come back with some hardware. I mean, Boise girls, Caldwell boys. There's yeah. n- no shortage of, of quality soccer teams for sure. Yep. Um, it is postseason volleyball time as well. So uh, what I'm going to do is uh, share my screen. So those of you that are watching the video version of this prepcast on IdahoSports.com, um, you can see these district volleyball brackets as we put them up on the screen and you can follow along. Maybe make your screen full size so it's a little easier to see. Um, if you're listening audio only at IdahoSports.com or wherever you download your podcast, that's all right. We've got all the district volleyball brackets 
on the homepage at idahosports.com as well. And by the way, our homepage, you know, what you see at the top is great, but there, there's more good stuff if you scroll down. <laughs> like there's, you know, uh, if you scroll down uh, even just a little, you're going to see all sorts of great content. So, you know, the homepage, what you see right away is not always everything that we have to offer. You can scroll down and that's where the district volleyball brackets are. Um, so you can follow along that way. If you are listening to the audio only version of this podcast, let's go ahead and start with the one a D two district volleyball tournament. Uh, this is the long pin conference. Logan, we're recording this on Wednesday, October 19th. This district tournament actually starts today. It's going to be at McCall high school, neutral site. Horseshoe Bend, the number one overall seed. No surprises there. Council took second, Tri-Valley third. And then, so what we've got today is the play-in match between four and five, Garden Valley and Cascade. The winner of that will play Horseshoe Bend, and then Council and Tri-Valley will play in a semifinal as well. But really, to me, it's Horseshoe Bend and Council. And- oh, yeah. I mean, you saw it last year, and that the conference is so deep that, I mean, Tri-Valley was a state champ, what, two years ago or the year after – the year before last, they won it, and then Horseshoe Bend does, and and Tri Valley is, is still a good team, but sitting at third, and that just shows you how deep uh, the conference is right now. Yeah, it really is a shame only two teams get to go. Um, so you know, Tri Valley is they have their work cut out for them, but I, I would say Horseshoe Bend and Council are definitely the one and two uh, favorites um, in this district tournament, and uh, we'll be able to update you on what happened there next week uh, here on the prep cast i'm going to save d1 just because i'm waiting to hear back on a couple of results and so yeah some of these brackets won't be all the way completely filled out because uh you know we've been having a tough time finding all these district volleyball scores there's a lot of matches and even you know if this team wins then they turn around and play right away again so there's a lot of moving pieces but we've got these brackets updated with as much information as possible i've got some emails out to some coaches to try and get those missing scores so that's the D2 bracket. Let's look at the 2A. Uh, last night, you had the district championship match at Northwest Nazarene University. Melba sweeps Coal Valley Christian. So the Mustangs are your district champs headed to state. Coal Valley Christian, via the second place finish, also gets to go to state. And then on the other side of the bracket, Napa Christian beat Ambrose last night 3 nothing. And so Napa Christian now takes third and they will advance to a state play-in match against the second place team from up north we're thinking that's probably going to be kellogg that's not officially set in stone yet but um napa christian will also have a chance to play their way in yeah and you know they're gonna have a good shot at it i think just because you look who you play all year long that you you deal with the coal valleys and the melvas all season long and that you know propels you when it comes to postseason time with who you've played and it could be a it could be a good fall for melba uh i think so you know i was trying to look real quick because the way the tournament gets seeded is based on your regular season max preps ranking so as teams start to win you can already start to kind of slot them in and melba will be the number one overall seed at the 2a state volleyball tournament uh thanks to their undefeated regular season so the mustang is going to be uh target number one for everybody at state next week should be pretty exciting yeah yeah and like i said i mean you, you look on the football side of things too and and you like where melba is there it could be it's a good time to be a mustang fan 
I guess overall, right? Because the Horseshoe Bend is also the Mustangs, and they, they're looking good. So um, Treasure Valley Mustangs have, have got it going on right now. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and Melba, of course, has all these great athletes that, like, they seem to play volleyball, basketball, Everything. and track, right? And they're so good at all of those sports um, year in, year out, uh, for sure. So, yes, Melba. Uh, Coal Valley Christian is probably going to be a lower seeded team. It stayed, in fact, in the regular season max preps rankings. Um, Nampa Christian actually finished ahead of of uh, Coal Valley Christian, believe it or not. So, yeah, I'm killing the uh, time here, Logan, because I just got the one A D one District Three volleyball results, and so I was filling oh, in yeah. the bracket while I was yeah. So. Uh, this is breaking news. Yes. First of all, let me give a shout out to Joe Holloway. She is the athletic director at Centennial Baptist, and she was the tournament director for this Western Idaho conference district tournament. She has been so awesome uh, to work with. She gets me the results every night, the updated bracket, um, all of the scores. Um, and because this is an 11 team juggernaut, right? There's a lot of stuff to manage. And yet she still takes the time to reach out to us in the media as well to make sure we're promoting the sport of volleyball. So, you know, that's a tournament director who's doing it right. And so Joe Holloway at Centennial Baptist, uh, thank you so much. So here's what we got. Logan district championship was last night. One versus two Liberty charter. The two seed sweeps Rimrock. Liberty charter wins districts. Uh, Rimrock as the second place team, uh, also advances to state. And then over here in the consolation match last night, you had four versus five victory charter sweeps wilder three, nothing. So victory charter now advances up here to this state play in match where they will play. I will admit this is going to be a very tough matchup. They're going to play the district champion, from five, six um, Butte County was the best team in that league all year. And then they lost to grace last night, three to one. So either way, whether it's grace, whether it's Butte County, it is a district champion that you are having to go through to get that third slot at state. That's going to be a tough road for victory charter, but uh, we'll see if the Vipers can pull it off. They've had their backs against the walls since day one for over for a week now, right? They lost that opening round game against Wilder. Yeah. And then had to win three in a row to stay alive, and they did it against you know they they beat one team that was you know ranked higher than them in Idaho City, and then Wilder who was right there with them. And so hey, you never know when a team's been like that, right? When they've had their back against the wall all week, it is they're going to go into that game having been there, done that on Saturday. Yeah. I will say that uh, almost assuredly uh, Rimrock Liberty charter and victory charter, if they were to advance would be the six, seven and eight seeds um, based on the max preps rankings, just because the, the, the white pine league and district four were so um, top heavy with quality teams this year at the max preps ratings kind of elevated all those teams. Mm -hmm. So your district three teams are going to be the lower seeded teams um, at state for one, a D one. Um, let's skip three a, because I'm still waiting to hear back on those results. Um, let's go to four a volleyball where the, the matchups are set tonight. The district championship will be number one Skyview against number two, Columbia on the back end. You've got number four Ridgeview against number three, Bishop Kelly. Only the district champion is guaranteed a spot at state Logan. Um, the loser 
would then drop into Ridgeview's not there. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to manifest a Ridgeview win over Bishop Kelly before it actually happens. Um, so the loser of this district championship would play down here against the winner of this contest Thursday night for that second spot to go to state. So district three gets two teams to state, but uh, only the district champion will know tonight whether they're advancing. And, you know, we like Skyview, right? They're kind of the yeah. preeminent team. It's probably going to be Columbia battling either Bishop Kelly or Ridgeview for that second spot. Yeah, and they won that, you know, the, that game over Bishop Kelly. Columbia did 3-0, so in the semifinals to say. And so you, you got to like Columbia. But hey, you never know. But, I mean, I, I'd be shocked if it's not Skyview, right? <laughs> um, they are just... <laughs> out of this world good and and probably going to see columbia advance too but again we'll, we'll wait and see what happens tomorrow night in that one definitely um that should be pretty fun uh let's go to 5a where logan there's been some crazy stuff that's happened here um you know i will give the shout out uh ebc media has been doing a pretty good job of uh, covering district volleyball especially this 5a tournament um, so Mountain View, the sixth seed in the opening round. So in the opening round of the top half of the bracket, you know, Chalk, Eagle, Timberline, both advanced down here on the bottom half is where things got kind of crazy, right? First of all, Boise, the seventh seed knocks out Rocky, the two seed in a five set thriller, three to two. And then Mountain View, the sixth seed had defeated Hawaii three to one, but then it was discovered that Mountain View had used a player in that match against Hawaii that it also participated in the JV district tournament the week prior, uh, which is against the rules. And so Mountain View had to forfeit that match to Hawaii. So it set up Hawaii against Boise in one semifinal. Hawaii wins three, one Eagle sweeps Timberline and the other one. So it's Eagle and Hawaii for the district championship tonight. Both those teams um, move on to state and then on the back half, then you had Centennial defeat Meridian last night, three, nothing. And then how about this Rocky fighting for their lives against Mountain View? The Mavericks get the win three to one. So Rocky, the two seed goes two and out. Yeah, that, that stinks. You know, it, there's no other way to put it. It just stinks for a team to do so well all year long. And this is one thing that I think just is a killer about district tournaments they set up very much like college basketball for mid-majors, right? Doesn't matter how great you do in the regular season. If you come in and you, you for a sport like volleyball, where it's predetermined, and, and the same thing for basketball, where those seeds are there, um, and there's no at-large bid. Football has done a little bit better, but there's not district tournaments like you got here. Um, it's just a tough, tough uh, way to end your season if you're Rocky or um yeah, for Rocky Mountain in, in the volleyball tournament. Yeah, it is a bummer for sure. So so now here's what's at stake. We've got um, a Waihe and Eagle in the district championship. The winner of that, uh, I guess it's not quite finished yet. So this is going to be chaotic, Logan. Eagle and a Waihe play tonight. The winner moves here. The loser drops down here to play uh, whoever wins over here in this matchup. So uh, let's, let's, uh, this is a lot to yeah, <laughs> but let's go in chronological chronological order in terms of time tonight, tonight at four o'clock, this is all happening at Mountain View. You will have Centennial against Boise in a loser out contest. You will have Timberline and Mountain View in a loser out contest. 
And really, we say loser out, but really the losers of these two games will advance to state play-in matches. In fact, they'll play on Thursday. So these two winners will match up here at 6 o'clock tonight. Um, the winner of that advances down here to the third place match. The loser takes fourth place and automatically gets to go to state concurrently tonight at six o'clock as well. You will have Eagle and Hawaii. The winner will move on here. So, so Eagle and Hawaii have clinched spots at state yeah. already. I, so I, I guess I don't know why we have to do all of this because it, it looks like it's just a seating issue, right? Is it, it looks unnecessary, especially yeah. if you're in. Yes, right? it, is the volleyball bracket set up with the predetermined seating? Yes. Or so so then it's set. Then they're just playing for state bracket spots, essentially. But I mean, not even that because it's based on your regular season max preps rankings. So it, so it doesn't matter. Eagle Eagle is the five seed. It doesn't matter if they win this or lose this or where they finish. They're still going to be five. Like so, if I just play it. If you play at six o'clock tonight, nothing else matters after that until next Thursday, really. Correct. And so at the the end of the day, at the end of the day, I mean, you want to win your district tournament, right? But at the end of the day, if you're playing tonight at six, you're playing next Thursday as well at state. Yes. That's probably the simplest way to describe that because I'm getting a headache just looking at this. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So yes, Eagle and Hawaii are in for sure. Uh, And some combination of either Centennial or Boise, We'll get an automatic spot tonight and Timberline and Mountain View, same thing. But like I said, even the losers of these two matches here will advance to state play-in matches. One will take on the second place team from up north, which will probably be Lake City. You know, Post Falls beat Lake City last night in that district championship. And then the other one will get to play the second place team from District 5-6, which could be Highland could be Thunder Ridge. We'll have to wait and see. So District 3 could get as many as six teams in. They could get as few as four. And this is what we saw with soccer this year as well. So clear as mud, right, Logan? Yeah, clear as mud. We'll know (laughs) next week, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Okay, let's take a look. I can't hold off any longer um, with this District 3 bracket. I can tell you that the championship is tomorrow night. It's one versus two Weezer against Fruitland. That match will be in Fruitland. You're seeing the update, the brackets in real time. This is real fun stuff. Either way, these two teams have qualified for state on the back end. McCall Donnelly beat Homedale last night, three, nothing. They play either uh, Payette or Parma. We didn't get a score there. Um, You know, I assume it's Parma. I don't ever want to assume anything though. So, but either way, McCall Donnelly will have a chance to play for third place and a chance to go to state via the play-in game down here. So um, congrats to Fruitland and Weezer, both qualifying for state, playing for the district title tonight. That should be pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah, you know, you're in. I guess that takes off a lot of pressure, right? At the end of the day, doesn't matter what happens tonight. At least you get to go to state no matter what, but you still want to go into state uh, on a hot streak. So congrats to them, and Fruitland sends another team to the state tournament, right? So you, you got girls soccer there, and now you got volleyball there. Uh, they, they're having a great fall over in Fruitland this year. Yeah, boy, it's been a, a great um, renaissance for Fruitland. I say renaissance like they dropped off a cliff, which didn't happen. But, they, I mean, the continuing right. their strong traditions for sure. So, 
Okay, that's district volleyball. And again, next week, we're going to try and put together a live state volleyball tournament preview show. So stay tuned for details on that. Let's talk football, Logan. Let's get to it. Um, there's a lot to yeah. talk about here in the last week of the season. I figure the easiest way to do it is to just start at 5A and work our way down. At the 5A level, we've got our SIC cross-divisional matchups. Again, um, the, the two first-place teams from each of the two divisions, Rivers and Foothills, will, will play each other. And then uh, second-place team will play the fifth-place team from the opposite division. And third and fourth place from opposite, opposite divisions yeah. will play, along with the uh, sixth-place teams from each division. So basically what it looks like is... The SIC championship, which we're going to be broadcasting on IdahoSports.com. Meridian will host Eagle. Those are the two division champs. You've got uh, the number two uh, from the foothills, Rocky Mountain, hosting uh, five from the river, Bora. Nampa, the river two, will host Centennial, the foothills five. Middleton, the foothills three, will host Cuna, the river four. And Mountain View, the River Three, will host Capital, the Foothills Four. So it's so these are four games with playoff spots on the line. Logan, the winner will automatically get a playoff spot. Bora at Rocky Mountain, Centennial at Napa, Cuna at Middleton, Capital at Mountain View. I like all the home teams here. I, yeah, I think so. I think it's pretty um, clear, and I think that's the way it was set up to be. It's really funny. I mean, people are trying to put these together. I dropped my kids off at school this morning. And the principal stopped me in the in the drop off line and said, "What happens if we lose? What happens if we win? <laughs> you know, they they're already thinking about where people are going to go and what what's going to happen. But you know what? I I like I said, I think the home teams win this weekend pretty easily. I mean, I mean, I don't want to say that uh, with any angst against the the lower seeded teams. I just think that's the that's just what we've seen in the regular season. Um, just with what has happened so far, I think those teams win. Um, and then I think they end up all playing each other in the first round. If that happens. Yeah, it's pretty funny. If, if all the home teams win, this is how the seeding will go. Rocky mountain. will get the three seed from the West. Uh, the four seed will go to Nampa. Middleton will get the five seed and mountain view would get the six seed. So that would set up. How about this Ro uh, yeah. Mountain View at Rocky Mountain in the opening round of the playoffs? One of the best rivalries in the state. And then you would have Middleton at Napa in a rematch of a pretty good game from earlier in the season where Middleton only won by two. Right. And those two have played very close for the past four or five years. I mean, Nampa beat Middleton a couple of years ago in the state playoffs on like a 45 yard field goal as time expired in that one at Middleton. So there is some history there and you know those are the two teams that now just moved up right from from 4a and look where they find themselves home games in that crossover weekend with a chance one of them is going to host a home game right in the playoffs most likely here uh, Middleton or Nampa so congrats to both of those schools for for getting it done their first year but both of those I think would be fun games I think that Middleton Nampa game would be very entertaining um it's, it's looking like that's the way it, it's trending for a first round game. Yeah. And now let's talk about the sixth place game where a the sixth place team from the river plays uh, a winless timberline team, the sixth place team from the foothills division Boise, because there's 13 teams Boise officially took seventh 
in the river division. They're actually playing Valley view in a non-conference matchup this week. Um, but a why he gets, uh, a layup essentially against a winless Timberline team. And with that win, that would put a Waihee in position to claim an at-large bid into the playoffs. There's two at-large bids to the 5A playoffs. It is based upon your winning percentage against 5A opponents and out-of-state opponents with a 5A enrollment. And a Waihee, if they if they can get this win over Timberline on Friday, would be 5-4 and four against 5A opponents. And that would put them into the playoffs. How crazy is that? Yeah, yeah, I know. You you look at it and you think, man, 5ASIC work in the system here. And that's kind of, you know, because they, by virtue, they play, they don't have to play out of state in, in Eastern Idaho. They have to play a lot of 4A teams just because there's not a ton. And so when they go out of conference, they, you know, that they go to Skyline or, you know, Madison played Idaho Falls this year. I think they played Blackfoot. So they, Madison, you look down and they have a lot of wins, but they have been against, 4A teams, but at the same time, why he beat Madison week one. So you look at that and say, maybe if that's flipped and, and Madison had beaten a does that flip the numbers there? I'd have to look at it more, but I mean, a at the end of the day is looking like they're going to be there <laughs> as crazy as that is. Yeah. And again, this is not a knock on a It's, it's a knock on the system where a basically gets rewarded for finishing in sixth lower than you know, Bora, for example, who finished ahead of them in fifth place in, in that division and even CUNA, right? Because now you're talking about CUNA and they did lose to a Hawaii head to head, but CUNA is a team now that's probably not going to make the playoffs. They they essentially need to win at Middleton on Friday to get yeah. into the playoffs. And so um, for the cavemen, you know, tall order um, and a Hawaii basically kind of gets no, no game is easy, but you know, facing a winless opponent, I'd rather do that than take on a team that's going to be in the playoffs. And so, yeah, yeah, I, I think they should be okay. Yes, <laughs> they, they should. Um, now, more than likely, struggled. Definitely, more than likely, the second auto bid is going to go to Bora, even with a loss. If Bora, because Bora's got to play, um. Bora's got to play one of those cross divisional play in games, right? They got to play Rocky Mountain, tall order to go beat the Grizzlies. But even with a loss, Bora can get that second at large bid, provided that Rigby beats Madison. If Madison beats Rigby, then Rigby gets that last at large slot ahead of Bora. But if Bora uh, loses, and certainly if they win, of course, they're, they're in automatically. Um, but if Bora loses and Rigby defeats Madison, then Bora gets that last playoff spot. So Bora is going to be, of course, Bora fans, but they're also going to be Rigby fans on Friday night. Right, right. Because I believe if I'm right, Brandon, Bora has four 5A wins. And I think Madison only has three. I don't I know they beat Thunder Ridge, but outside of that, do they have a 5A win, Madison? Madison has two. They beat Thunder Ridge and they beat Tuella, Utah. Okay, so they, okay, so but outside of that, they only have two 5A wins. It's going to be – there's almost no way looking at it right now that Madison is in at large – in an at-large capacity. No, and and same with uh, same with Coeur d'Alene up north. They only have one 5A win, and, and Lewiston only has two 5A wins. So, so it's pretty set that the 5A SIC is more than likely – 
going to grab those at-larges unless, like you said, a, a, an upset happens between Rigby and Madison. And I only explore that possibility because it happened, it happened last year. year. <laughs> Madison upset Rigby. So I just, I'm just throwing it out there. But there's a, a very good chance we see Bora and Hawaii in the 4A postseason. Um, so, and, and, you know, when you look at the SIC championship match real quick, we'll talk about that. Meridian beat Eagle pretty convincingly early on this season. Um, you know, what's at stake? Well, the winner gets um, basically a spot on the bottom half of the bracket. Um, and then the winner would get a spot on the top half of the bracket. So the, the winner of the SIC championship would be on the same side as Highland, the champion from the East. The loser of that SIC championship would be on the top of the bracket with post falls, the champ from the North. I'm not, I'm not sure that matters too much in the grand scheme of things, but that's kind of what's at stake. Um, the winner yeah. gets to be with Highland. The loser is with post falls essentially on the bracket. Yeah. There. Both those teams tough. Yes, for sure. For a um, Bishop Kelly clinched the title last week. Um, Emmett has officially clinched second place. Uh, Valley View is in pretty comfortably as an at-large team. And then Skyview, for the moment, is is in as an at-large team. But really, there's this fight between Skyview, Canyon Ridge, and Idaho Falls. Three teams fighting for two spots, essentially. Right now, it's Skyview and Canyon Ridge ahead of Idaho Falls. But Idaho Falls uh, has a, a game this week against Hillcrest. And if they win that, that would... I think shoot them ahead of those other teams in the max preps ratings. So Skyview is kind of sitting back and kind of waiting to see what happens here. Um, they play Bishop Kelly, obviously if Skyview beat Bishop Kelly, that would catapult them uh, well right. in, into the playoffs. Um, but Skyview is going to be right there. It's going to be right down to the final and all of these teams, Skyview Canyon Ridge, Idaho Falls, they all are Pocatello fans this week because Pocatello plays Century for the District 5 championship. Uh, Century cannot make it as an at-large. There's just no way. But if Century wins over Pocatello and gets that auto bid, that knocks another team out um, where Century wouldn't have been in otherwise. So they've got to cheer for Pocatello. And if you're Skyview, um, you have to also cheer for Idaho Falls to lose. Canyon Ridge is playing Burley. And so um, I guess they would also be cheering for Burley in that scenario. So right. that's what's at stake there. But right now, Bishop Kelly would be the number one overall seed. Um, I don't see that changing. Uh, Emmett, as a, as an auto qualifier, would be the five seed, um, which is a pretty good spot to be in. Um, right now, our projections have Bishop Kelly hosting Canyon Ridge in the opening round of the playoffs. Emmett would host Hillcrest. Valley View right now slotted in as the number 13 seed. They would be traveling to Sandpoint, the four. Huh, this sounds familiar. Valley View, a three seed, traveling <laughs> to a four seed and getting a, um, I think yeah, they were that's actually. Not, that's not what Sandpoint wants to see in their rearview mirror, <laughs> seeing Valley View, the, the known upsetters of uh, of big giants at the state playoffs. <laughs> that's right. And then Skyview right now would be in as the number 15 seed. They would be at the defending champions from Skyline, the two seed overall there. 3A is pr it's pretty much a done deal, Logan. Um, Homedale won the district. 
Uh, Fruitland and Weezer play Friday night for second and third, but both of those teams get in via auto bids. And McCall Donnelly pretty much has the final at large playoff spot wrapped up as well. You know, Payette's kind of hanging around there, but I just don't think they can make up enough ground. So it looks like four teams from District 3 are going to get in. Homedale right now is the number two seed overall, which means they get a first round bye. Um, if Sugar Salem were to lose on Friday, Homedale would jump to the number one overall seed. And otherwise, you know, uh, in our projections, Weezer would have a home playoff game and Fruitland and McCall Donnelly would both have to hit the road. But winnable games, Fruitland would be at Snake River, the District 5 champ, and McCall Donnelly would be at Bonners Ferry, the District 1 champ. I think those are both winnable games. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I, I agree with that. And I think they played tough schedules all year long and that they would have a chance uh, in those matchups should be Fun to see. Hopefully we can get to as many places as we can next week so you can see it, especially for those long drives. McCall Donnelly going to Bonner Ferry, that's not a short drive. And then Fruitland making the trip over to Snake River. Again, not a, not a short drive either. <laughs> no, definitely not. Uh, 2A football. Um, Melba officially hasn't clinched yet. You know, uh, they've pretty much got it wrapped up, but it's not official yet. Um Melba finishes the season with Nampa Christian. And if Melba were to lose there, it could create this like three-way tie between Nampa Christian, Melba, and Coal Valley Christian. And right now, I think Nampa Christian needs, they need to win against Melba, and then they need to be on the right side of the tiebreaker to finish either first or second. I don't think Nampa Christian has a strong enough max preps rating to get an at-large bid. That could change with a win over melba you know i just I, it's hard for me to calculate how much a win like that would vault a team ahead because there's no rhyme or reason to the formula so right i mean napa christian has to beat melba to start and then they have yeah. to hope to be on the right yeah, side yeah. of the tiebreaker right yeah i think no matter what they have to win to even get in the conversation and like you said even then does it put them there who knows guess we'll, we'll guess we'll find out and see how it actually shakes out. I've been, I've been uh, emailing uh, Mike Liklama from the Idaho Statesman um, kind of hammering down some of these tiebreaker scenarios in district three. Uh, here's what he said. He said, Melba is the uh, Western Idaho champ conference champ with a win or a loss by 13 points or less along with a Cole Valley win. So Cole Valley this week plays new Plymouth. Um, the, the pilgrims have kind of run into a wall a little bit. We kind of like Cole Valley there. So, so Melba, even with a loss to Nampa Christian, as long as it's not by, you know, more than 14 points or 14 more than 13 points. points, um, would get it on the, um, point differential tiebreaker. Um, Michael did say that, um, should Nampa Christian win by 14 or more and Cole Valley also wins, we could be headed toward a coin flip. He said, let's hope it doesn't come to that. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that would not be fun. I hate that. Like, that would that would not. What a what a crappy way. To, you know, this isn't Friday night. Like, it was cool when we watched Friday Night Lights, the movie, and they met at the little diner, you know, and did the coin flip. But that's not a, that's not a good way to decide things. Yeah. At least can we broadcast the coin flip at the diner if it happens? <laughs> right you're just you're just looking for a free meal logan i know yeah, you. I, you know i i will not i'm not ashamed to say that i'm always looking for a free meal <laughs> yeah so that's what's happening at the 2a level 1a d1 oh my gosh idaho city 
with the win of the year. They beat yeah. Rimrock last Friday, and now Idaho City is in position to grab that second auto bid from District 3. Uh, notice firmly in command, they've got the point differential. Uh, they would have to like get blown out by Rimrock to lose uh, the district title at this point. Rimrock needs to beat Notice just to try and force a three-way tie with Idaho City, Rimrock, and Notice. But, man, it's it's sure looking like Notice and Idaho City are going to be your two representatives. Yeah, yeah, that did not see that one coming. I thought Rimrock would be able to take care of business against Idaho City, but they didn't, clearly. And now Idaho City has that inside track to, to get into state this year. So a huge win. I mean, you... you um, you get a nice trip to carry more than likely if you get that. So I don't know if that is a win at the end of the day, but um, you made it to state and that's all that matters, right? If, if you get in, you never know. That's right. And then one AD two Logan, this is pretty simple as well. Um, Horseshoe bend uh, beat tri Valley last week in that game that essentially decided the third and final lotto bid council also beat garden Valley in the game that decided the district title. So council gets the one seed, they get a first round bye. They will play the winner more than likely of Castle Ford and Clark Fork. Um, not more than likely that is the matchup. Castle Ford at Clark Fork. That's officially locked in and council will host the winner of that game. We're probably thinking Castle Ford there, if we're being honest. Um, Garden Valley uh, as the uh, second seed out of District 3 will travel to whoever wins the Timberline Lewis County game t- uh, Friday night up north either way you know pack your bags you're making a trip north to either we or or nez purse or highland or somewhere up there in district two and then horseshoe bend right now is locked in as the three seed it's not official yet though because horseshoe bend plays meadows valley and if the mustangs were to lose and tri valley were to defeat council like we're talking like if we're being honest you know this is in the like two percent threshold of happening but it could if horseshoe bend loses to meadow valley and tri-valley beats council then tri-valley gets that third playoff spot right and and you know what i really thought garden valley was going to beat council and i'll eat crow on that one i was wrong um and council looked really good wins that game but man garden valley again we mentioned it last week um they didn't win that but they avoid the side of the bracket with kendrick so you know what? It's not the worst thing to to happen, right? Um, and you know what? You go and, and you're gonna if you win that first game, which I think Garden Valley would have a good shot at Lewis County. You got to go up north to play Mullen St. Regis, which would be a tough one. Um, but again, I'd, I'd rather play them than Kendrick. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, that's what's at stake here for football coverage. Um, we're going to have that SIC championship game for you on IdahoSports.com Friday night. Uh, we will also be bringing you Middleton's cross-divisional matchup with CUNA. Uh, so that's going to be a fantastic battle as well. And uh, I'm trying to remember, Logan, is Emmett on the schedule this week for us? Is Emmett at home? See, this is bad show prep. I should have looked this up ahead of time. If you want to see what games we're broadcasting, by the way, just click on the game streams tab on the homepage at idahosports.com, and it'll show you everything that we've got lined up this week. It looks like Eagle Meridian, CUNA, Middleton is what we've got for you this week. Here on yeah, Idaho and then just check the schedule. Obviously, this weekend, maybe Monday morning, you know, like we'll, for playoffs, like we're going to be wherever we can be next week. Yes. So, uh, Stay tuned. It, it's going to be wild and maybe not put together till Thursday. <laughs> 
you know, at the end of the day, but, but we're hoping to be everywhere that we, we can, obviously there's going to be 30 games probably next weekend. So we can't be everywhere, but definitely wherever we can be. Um, and you know, there's, there's a lot of games on Idaho sports this weekend that will affect seating, right? So even if, if, you know, your team is not on Idaho sports, you know, for four a, there's a big game between Shelly and skyline. That's going to determine some seating, you know, if, who wins that game. So that, that is of information to Bishop Kelly fans, to Emmett fans. So, you know what, just tune into that one here and there, see what's going on. So there's definitely some other games around the state that do matter to our teams here, but not indirectly, so to say. Certainly. So we'll, uh, we'll sit back and watch it all <laughs> unfold and friendly reminder Friday night. Uh, if you uh, want to break down what happened in real time and get oh, our yeah. raw our raw reaction of what happened, head to the IdahoSports.com Twitter account. We're going to have a Twitter Spaces Friday night uh, from 1030 to 1130. Uh, kind of like an overtime show, right? Hey, we got done calling all these games tonight. We're getting the scores coming in. What's our instant reaction to what's happening? And I'll probably be able to fill in that playoff bracket a little bit on Friday yeah, night. Yeah, it'll be kind of fun. I'm, I'm excited. It was pretty fun last week. Um and we didn't really promote it much. So hopefully we can put something out there and get more people on. Because, um, yeah, Brandon, if you're spitting out um, where people are going to be at, at state immediately after, that'll be fun to hear, like, in real time. So, yes, um, yeah, hop into that. And I won't be in the car with Paul. So I won't <laughs> have to be, like, covering my mic so that um, – so, yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, and I'll my game is in Pocatello as opposed to Sugar City, so I'll be able to get home a little – more quickly uh friday night as well so that'll be uh, a lot of fun um okay so yeah friday night 10 30 11 30 twitter spaces uh with the idahosports.com twitter account uh check it out it's gonna be a lot of fun until then enjoy the competitions everybody district volleyball state soccer football final week of the regular season as well and district cross country taking place this week also so a lot of stuff going on uh, enjoy the competitions this weekend everybody and we'll see you back here next week for another edition of the treasure valley prep cast on idahosports.com